The Rhyme of Joyous Guard by Adam Lindsay Gordon Read for LibriVox.org by Phil Benson Through the lattice rushes the south wind, Dense with fumes of the flowery frankincense From hawthorn blossoming thickly, And gold is showered on grass unshorn, And poppy fire on shuddering corn, With maydew flooded and flushed with morn, And scented with sweetness sickly. The bloom and brilliance of summer days, The buds that brighten, the fields that blaze, The fruits that ripen and redden, And all the gifts of a God-sent light, Are sadder things in my shameful sight, Than the blackest gloom of the bitterest night, When the senses darken and deaden. For the days recall what the nights efface, Scenes of glory and seasons of grace, For which there is no returning. Else the days were even as the nights to me, Now the axe is laid to the root of the tree, And to-morrow the barren trunk may be cut down, Cast forth for the burning. Would God I had died the death that day, When the bishop blessed us before the fray, at the shrine of the Saviour's mother. We buckled the spur, we braced the belt, Arthur and I, together we knelt, And the grasp of his kingly hand I felt As the grasp of an only brother. The body and the blood of Christ we shared, Knees bended and heads bowed down and bared, We listened throughout the praying. Eft soon the shock of the foe we bore, Shoulder to shoulder on Severn's shore, Till our hilts were glued to our hands with gore, And our sinews slackened with slaying. Was I far from thy kingdom, gracious Lord, With a shattered casque and a shivered sword, On the threshold of Mary's chapel? Paddy, I had well nigh won that crown, Which endureth more than a knight's renown, When the pagan giant had got me down, Sore spent in the deadly grapple. May his craven spirit find little grace. He was sealed to Satan in any case, Yet the loser had been the winner. Had I waxed fainter, or he less faint, Then my soul was free from this loathsome taint. I had died as a Christian knight, No saint perchance, yet a pardoned sinner. But I strove full grimly beneath his weight, I clung to his poignard desperate, I baffled the thrust that followed, And writhing uppermost rose To deal with bare three inches of broken steel one stroke. Ha! The headpiece crashed piecemeal, And the knave in his black blood wallowed. So I lived, for worse, in fullness of time, when peace for a season swayed the clime, And spears for a space were idle. Trusted and chosen of all the courts, A favoured herald of fair report, I travelled eastward, and duly brought a bride To a queenly bridal. Paddy, t'was a morning even as this, The skies were warmer, if aught, I wis, Albeit the fields were duller. Or it may be that the envious spring Abashed at the sight of a fairer thing, Waxed somewhat sadder of colouring, Because of her faultless colour. 
with her through the lioness i rode till the woods with the noontide fervour glowed and there for a space we halted where the intertwining branches made cool carpets of olive-tinted shade and the floors with fretwork of flame inlaid from leafy lattices vaulted and scarf and mantle for her i spread and strewed them over the grassiest bed and under the greenest awning and loosened latch and buckle and freed from cell and housing the red roan steed and the jennet of swift iberian breed that had carried us since the dawning the brown thrush sang through the briar and bower all flushed or frosted with forest flower in the warm sun's wanton glances and i grew deaf to the song-bird blind to blossom that sweetened the sweet spring wind i saw her only a girl reclined in her girlhood's indolent trances and the song and the scent and sense waxed weak the wild rose withered beside the cheek she poised on her fingers slender the soft spun gold of her glittering hair ran rippling into a wondrous snare that flooded the round arm bright and bare and the shoulders silvery splendour the deep dusk fires in those dreamy eyes like seas clear-coloured in summer skies were guiltless of future treason and i stood watching her still and mute yet the evil seed in my soul found root and the sad plant throve and the sinful fruit grew ripe in the shameful season let the sin be mine as the shame was hers in desolate days of departed years she had leisure for shame and sorrow there was light repentance and brief remorse when i rode against saxon foes or norse with clang of harness and clatter of horse and little heed for the morrow and now she is dead men tell me and i in this living death must i linger and lie till my cup to the dregs is drunken i looked through the lattice worn and grim with eyelids darkened and eyesight dim and weary body and wasted limb and sinews slackened and shrunken she is dead gone down to the burial place where the grave dews cleave to her faultless face where the grave sods crumble around her and that bright burden of burnished gold that once on those waxen shoulders rolled will it spoil with the damps of the deadly mould was it shorn when the church vows bound her now i know full well that the fair spear-shaft shall never gladden my hand nor the haft of the good sword grow to my fingers now the maddest fray the merriest din would fail to quicken this life-stream thin yet the sleepy poison of that sweet sin in the sluggish current still lingers would god i had slept with the slain men long o'er ever the heart conceived a wrong that the innermost soul abhorred or ever these lying lips were strained to her lids pearl-tinted and purple-veined 
or ever those traitorous kisses stained the snows of her spotless forehead. Let me gather a little strength to think, as one who reels on the outermost brink to the innermost gulf descending. In that truce, the longest and last of all, in the summer nights of that festival, soft vesture of samite and silken pall, the beginning came of the ending. And one trod softly with sandaled feet. Ah, why are the stolen waters sweet? And one crept stealthily after. I would I had taken him there, And wrung his knavish neck when the dark door swung, Or torn by the root his treacherous tongue, And stifled his hateful laughter. So the smouldering scandal blazed, but he, my king, to the last put trust in me. Ay, well was his trust requited. Now priests may patter, and bells may toll. He will need no masses to aid his soul. When the angels open the judgment scroll, his wrong will be tenfold righted. Then dawned the day when the mail was donned, and the steed for the strife caparisoned, but not gainst the Norse invader. Then was bloodshed, not by untoward chance, as the blood that is drawn by the jouster's lance, the fray in the castle of Melegrance, the fight in the lists with Maida. Then the guilt made manifest, then the siege, when the true men rallying round the liege beleaguered his base betrayer. Then the fruitless parleys, the pleadings vain, And the hard-fought battles with brave Gawain, Twice worsted, and once so nearly slain, I may well be counted his slayer. Then the crime of Modred, a little sin at the side of mine, Though the knave was kin to the king, by the knave's hand stricken. And the once-loved knight, was he there to save that knightly king who that knighthood gave? Ah, Christ, will he greet me as a knight or a knave in the day when the dust shall quicken? Had he lightly loved, had he trusted less, I had sinned perchance with the sinfulness that through prayer and penance is pardoned. O oh, love most loyal, O oh, faith most sure, in the purity of a soul so pure I found my safeguard. I sinned secure till my heart the sin grew hardened. We were glad together in gladsome meads, when they shook to the strokes of our snorting steeds. We were joyful in joyous lustre, when it flushed the coppice or filled the glade, where the horn of the Dane or the Saxon brayed, and we saw the heathen banner displayed, and the heathen lances cluster. Then a steel-shod rush, and a steel-clad ring, and a crash of the spear-staves splintering, and the billowy battle blended. Riot of chargers, revel of blows, and fierce flushed faces of fighting foes, from croup to bridle, that reeled and rose in a sparkle of sword-play splendid. And the long lithe sword in the hand became as a leaping light, as a falling flame, 
as a fire through the flax that hasted. Slender and shining and beautiful, how it shore through shivering cask and skull, and never a stroke was void and null, and never a thrust was wasted. I have done for ever with all these things, deeds that were joyous to knights and kings, in days that with songs were cherished. The songs are ended, the deeds are done, there shall none of them gladden me now, not one. There is nothing good for me under the sun, but to perish as these things perished. Shall it profit me aught that the bishop seeks my presence daily, and duly speaks soft words of comfort and kindness? Shall it aught avail me? Certes, he said, though thy soul is darkened, be not afraid. God hateth nothing that he hath made. His light shall disperse thy blindness. I am not afraid for myself, although I know I have had that light, and I know the greater my condemnation. When I well nigh swooned in the deep-drawn bliss of that first long, sweet, slow, stolen kiss, I would gladly have given for less than this myself with my soul's salvation. I would languish thus in some loathsome den as a thing of naught in the eyes of men, in the mouths of men as a byword. Through years of pain, and when God saw fit, singing his praises, my soul should flit to the darkest depth of the nethermost pit, if hers could be wafted skyward. Lord Christ, have patience a little while. I have sinned because I am utterly vile, having light, loving darkness rather. And I pray thee deal with me as thou wilt, yet the blood of thy foes I have freely spilt, and moreover mine is the greater guilt in the sight of thee and thy father. That saint, thy servant, was counted dear, whose sword in the garden grazed the ear of thine enemy, Lord Redeemer. Not thus on the shattering visor, jarred in this hand the iron of the hilt crossbarred, when the blade was swallowed up to the guard, through the teeth of the strong blasphemer. If ever I smote as a man should smite, if I struck one stroke that seemed good in thy sight, by thy loving mercy prevailing, Lord, let her stand in the light of thy face, clothed with thy love and crowned with thy grace, when I gnash my teeth in the terrible place that is filled with weeping and wailing. Shall I comfort my soul on account of this? In the world to come, whatsoever it is, there is no more earthly ill-doing. For the dusty darkness shall slay desire, and the chaff may burn with unquenchable fire, but for green wild growth of thistle and briar, at least there is no renewing. And this grievous burden of life shall change in the dim hereafter, dreamy and strange, and sorrows and joys diurnal. And partial blessings and perishing ills shall fade in the praise 
or the pang that fills the glory of god's eternal hills or the gloom of his gulf eternal yet if all things change to the glory of one who for all ill-doers gave his own sweet son to his goodness so shall he change ill when the world as a withered leaf shall be and the sky like a shrivelled scroll shall flee and souls shall be summoned from land and sea at the blast of his bright archangel End of the Rhyme of Joyous Guard by Adam Lindsay Gordon. This recording is in the public domain.